All right, welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And uh, this week, we're going to Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're not actually going to Wisconsin. What would you like? You want to see... We're getting the wrap-it-up signal already. I know, right? Is that what we got? Is this the Grammys? Did we just win an award? <laughs> we don't need beer to talk about a mm. beer pot. Oh, there goes the microphone. And done. That's topical. Yep. That won't make sense in six months, or no. if Dolan's listening at all. It won't make sense at all. That's right. Right, none whatsoever. So this week, uh, courtesy of our... Well, Knocked my mic there. Courtesy of our uh, friend and traveling, longtime Atlas traveling nurse, Julie Jones. Uh, we've got a beer from New Glarus Brewing Company out of uh, New Glarus, Wisconsin. This is their award winning Belgian, Wisconsin Belgian Red. Can I first say, I just, I love names that are first and last of the same letter, that alliteration. Julie Jones, that's just Julie Jones. the Saints. You like alliteration? Okay. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. You want to give it, give it a shot again? Yeah. Julie Jones. There you go. Julie Jones. That sounds um, that sounds good, like as an announcer voice. Yeah, kind of. It does. Yep. Yeah. Now batting, Julie Jones. Yeah. Uh, it's also like Julio Jones, but that does sounds different. It's I close, was, like one letter off. Speaking of Julio's, is Julio Franco still playing somewhere? That guy's like probably 70, in Japan, probably. Yeah. And he's still raking, probably too. His son was playing with him for a little while. Was he? In like a independent league in New York State. And then his son's son was playing with yeah, him too. Yeah, so. the three generations. They're trying to beat the Griffies. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get into this one here. Uh, I'll, I'll... I'm gonna I'm gonna tease this as you're pouring. All, right. uh, all the different research I've done on these shows that we've been been uh, broadcasting, mm-hmm. this I'm like the most excited about the stuff I found out. It's so cool. Okay, I I can't wait because this one, as as usual, I have uh, I, I do research about the brewery and the location, and then I fall in love with the with them and yeah. it's no different i was telling you this morning there's if you go to their website which is a very simple website there's nothing flashy or fancy yeah. about it they have a 37 minute video about where they came from and how they started and at first i, so I was watching it this morning and i thought god damn 37 minutes i do not have this i don't have time to watch yeah. this or whatever 37 minutes later <laughs> I, I finished the video. Absolutely. Huh? And okay. it was it was fantastic. Cool. I'm gonna definitely check it out on my lunch break, of course. Of course, of course. So uh let's let's give this one a shot. New Glarus Brewing, Wisconsin, Belgian red. So it's a lambic, I guess. Is that Yeah, kinda. I mean it it just smells like a glass of cherry juice to me. He's gonna be like five capper, best beer I've that ever is, had. That is delicious cherry juice. Wow. What? Yep. One. Ooh, that's really good. Oh my god, that's sour and tart. That is at the end. It's very like whoa. That's like everything I would want in a beer and more. If we could grind you up and put you in a bottle, this is what it would be. <laughs> this is this is your your essence. Why wow. did we wait so long? Julie Jones coming through at the Haymaker. That thing's amazing. That's it. We're just going to end it right here and drink the rest We're of it. We're going to go. We're going to go to uh-huh. New Glarus. Yeah. Because what I found out, oh my goodness, I really? got to see this place. Yeah. You want to go first? You want to go? Well, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's get the boring stuff out of the way. Let's do the beer stuff real quick. Okay. I almost said halitosis, but that is the totally <laughs> wrong word. Hallerto hops, right? Hallerto? Yep. That's what's in this beer. Um, they suggested on their uh, website to pour this in a brandy snifter or a oh. champagne flute. Okay. So we uh, we almost did that. That's close. Allegedly highly carbonated. I don't see a lot of carb, but I'm actually kind of glad that mm-hmm. it's not like just bubbling all over the place. Right. You know? 
it allegedly, and I can confirm this now, intense cherry flavor. Yes. Right? That's what it says. And then they um, had a big, long selection of things that they could pair it with. Okay. Um, ham, turkey, beef. Ham. Um, they said uh, close to what it is, because we're doing this on a Tuesday, uh, beef and cheese tacos or enchiladas well, yeah. for you. Yes. And then they paired it with chocolate cake, mm-hmm. biscotti, mm-hmm. if you want to say it that way, which sure. I just did. Mm-hmm. Um Swiss cheese and smoked Gouda. Mm. And Swiss cheese is going to be important to our story a little bit later. Rich. Could you imagine eating, drinking this with a bun- and eating a bunch of Wisconsin cheese? A thousand percent, yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't even... This beer is so good, I don't even want to drink it. I'm like, <laughs> if I drink it, it's going to be less in the, in the glass. It'll be gone, and then I'll be sad that this it's is, gone. I'm going to go out on a limb here. You've been going on limbs lately. Yes. He's like, hey, if you go here and tell me about it, I'll spend 50 bucks. Yep. This is the best beer we've re- we've reviewed on this this whole series. This is the best one. I don't know if I can disagree. I don't, and I've liked a lot of them. Yeah, I don't. This know is hands I, down for me, like yes. the best beer we've we've done. This, wow, it's so unique. It is. Well, it makes so much sense as as I was reading and doing my research here. This was so so. New Glarus started in 1993. Uh, New Glarus, Wisconsin. Uh, it was actually a, a woman, Deborah Deborah Carey. Uh, it's, it, Wikipedia says it was a gift to her husband. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a gift. Her husband was the brewer. She is a like a, a graphic designer, graphic mm-hmm. artist, or whatever, and always wanted to own her own business and that type of thing. And uh, so she started. She started the brewery. It was her idea. He worked for a couple different different breweries. He worked for Budweiser. Uh, he did some stuff overseas at a German brewery, and eventually she was just like, "Let's just do our own." And in the video, you see, he's like. What do I got to lose? Like I've been poor. I've lived in a trailer. Like it doesn't. Yeah. What do I have to lose here? So so they started the brewery, and it was okay for the first three years, and then 1996 rolled around, and they produced this beer, hmm. and it won some giant. It was just voted best new specialty beer over overseas. I would I would say that's over all the seas. This thing is amazing. Over yes, Whoa. It, it even says it on. It's like it says it on the bottle, world champion. And I see why. Uh, in my research, th- she's the first female hmm. to have a craft brewery. Really, first one. Yeah, okay. 1993. I, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised by this. Like you, you start watching it, and you're like, okay, so yeah, she's the graphic artist or whatever, and her husband's the brewery. No, she runs it. Yeah, like it's hers. There's an awesome story about how Budweiser came to the brewery and wanted. Like her to sign a bunch of their non-disclosure agreements because they thought they were just gonna just railroad her and, and mm. buy the place or whatever, and eventually she was just like, "Get out of here, take a hike." I'm not doing mine. any of that. Yeah, awesome. That's really good. It was. It, I'm super impressed with her. Like she, every bit of that story was 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 awesome. I wonder if she has anything to do with the labels. A hundred percent. Does she? Oh, she draws. So cool. She hand draws with a marker all the labels. So the spotted cow. Yeah. With the cow jumping over Wisconsin. Hmm. Completely. They definitely have the same look, like the, the yep. same art. I never knew that. That's really awesome. Yep. She hand draws all those labels. Okay. This is this is going to be one of those that we're just going to want to go to. Mm-hmm. We have to get to this place. Yes. So I will keep on the beer for now, and then we'll get into the really, okay. really fun stuff. But okay. this is made with, oh, man, these words. I'm going to say Montessori. Not the school. No. Montemorency. How about that? Okay. Montemorency cherries. Oh. That's the style of cherries these are. Okay. And they are tart and sour cherries versus like a Bing cherry that is sweet. Mm. Um, these are the main cherries used in like 
cherry pies and that sort of stuff. Is that mm. them calling us right now? That's them calling us, yeah. No, unless they're in Redwood, California, no. Mm, I don't not, think so. I'm not even sure who that is. Um, these are grown mostly in Canada, France, Michigan, and in Wisconsin. Mm, okay. So you'll see, like, founders, and um, these guys, there's a couple other uh, Michigan breweries I've had. They all have cherry beers, cherry IPAs, cherry stouts, and that's because this is, like, the only place that, in the United States that grows these cherries. Oh. Um, 90,000 tons just out of Michigan in an average year of this style. Wow. Um, they are light red in color as opposed to that darker red sometimes you see as a cherry. Okay. Um, these trace back all the way to the Roman times. Romans found them along the Black Sea, and they took the pits, and they basically planted them all along their roadways. And that was for when their soldiers would go be going through, they'd have, A, something to eat, and then um, they would also use the wood to, like, fix anything that they would need for repairs oh. um, on their weapons or just to, like, start a fire. So they strategically grew these trees up and down mm-hmm. the routes, and that's as far back as I could trace it. Because cherry wood's generally a harder wood, mm-hmm. is that? So? Yeah, and it burns okay. a long time. Mm-hmm. It's tough, and it's good for, thing, like, handles of things or tools or stuff like that. It doesn't break very easily, so oh, okay. you're not going to have those issues. Um, and then they're named after an area near Paris, France. So that Montmorency is a place in near Paris, France. Oh, okay. Um, these kind of cherries, sometimes you'll see them dried. You can buy them in like a concentrate, like a, just a straight-up juice. I guarantee if we went to this town and we went to the grocery store, we could yep. buy just gallons of this stuff. Yep, or any roadside place there in yep. or out of the town. The other thing I thought was kind of cool, um, this cherry is known to help improve sweep sweep. Holy cow. Are you all right there? I don't know. What is the alcohol content on this? 19. No. <laughs> sleep quality. Oh. I didn't get sleep quality last night, so I'm having a hard time. But hmm. it actually helps you sleep better, this kind of cherry. It has an antioxidant in it um, that they've been doing some research on. And it also helps with systolic blood pressure. If you've got issues like that, hmm. it will help lower your blood pressure. Hmm. So it's basically like an energy drink that's healthy for you. And it's delicious. And it's good for your sleep. Wow. And not in a way of like it's so strong you're going to pass out. Sure. Sort of sleep. That's not like not a real sleep. It's not like ambient. Then it's not the. Not just ground up in a bottle <laughs> with some cherry lemonade and throw it in there. No. I mean, you could do that. I wouldn't suggest it, though. That's mm-hmm. probably not a great idea. Yeah, don't do that. No. So that's what I know about the cherries mm-hmm. and where they came from. Interesting. And it's very regional. And it, oh, man, they're delicious. This is so good. I, I'm looking up. I feel like I'm gushing. Or like I've got a new crush on a girl. That's, like I that's, can't stop talking about yes. it, Rich. I've never seen you this excited before. I'm telling you, this is a good beer. When you find them, you find them. Okay, here's the thing. I never... I'm looking at Untapped right now, right? Mm-hmm. This is tough. This is why I shouldn't go... Like this yeah. is... If, if I... You can't go five, right? Is there something better than this? Probably. What about for this style? You don't have to go <sighs> over all beers as your ratings. This is, my, this is how I do it. Okay. This is the beer. It's a cherry Belgian red. Sure. Is this the best one of these I've ever had? Yes. So is that a five? For me, it's going to be. Oh, man. I just can't give something a five. Really? Well, then don't. But what I'm it, going to. Don't well, worry about it. Well, <laughs> I'll go six. You see that? Six out of five. Just so everybody knows, that this is how Brian Brian shames me on, she's, he score shames me yeah. on, on untapped. A little bit. A little bit. I scored something a four point seven five this weekend, and I he, he I texted texted you. me yeah. losing his mind. I did. I, I almost had a party. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was good. It was a definitely a four point seven five. 
And was that better than this? Well, it's different. It's a different style. Then that's how you can vote. I guess, okay, here's the thing. It was the best, it was the best Irish red I've ever had. How's that? Yeah. So, without a doubt, it was the best one. Even better than the ones I had, like, in Alaska. So, if it's better than that, then it can kind of, like, elevate itself from the category and just as an overall beer, then. Then you're talking, like, is this one of the 10 best beers I've ever had? I would go, uh, yes. For you? Yes. This is? Yes. And that's not a five? I mean, unless you've had 10 beers or 50 beers, then you've got to go. No, this is one of the 10 best I've ever had, ever. Then there's no doubt. You're saying that the 11th best beer was a 4.75? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But what if it's the best, 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 number one, best one I've ever had, ever of all time? Shouldn't that be better than, shouldn't that be the five? And maybe like the 10th best shouldn't. I don't know. This is really. We're getting too grand. Real nerdy. I'm, I'm already losing them. So, all right. So overall score on tap four point two three. That's average. Average. How many thousands? Forty two thousand reviews. So that's really good. That is ridiculous. Because there's a lot of people in that group that are like you. They're going three seven five. I mean, I drink it again. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be a five on mine later. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So good. Yep. All right. You ready for this? I'm going to drop some knowledge on you because this stuff was so cool. New Glarus is named. After Glarus, Switzerland. Okay. It's a, they called it a Catron, C-A-T-R-O-N, which from what I can tell is either like a county or a province, basically like a section of Switzerland. And they were having some bad weather and bad luck agriculturally around 1865 over there. Actually, 1845. Um, So they decided to send out a couple of people to go from Switzerland, come over to the United States and find a place for them to live. So they wanted to like... Have a new colony, basically. Gotcha. And this is one of those um, places in town. I don't even know of another one. Maybe there is. But when this town was founded, it was everybody from the place they came from. So it was all the people from Glarus, Switzerland, ended up in New Glarus, Switzerland. Like, it was everybody. The only people that lived in the town had lived in in Switzerland. So they completely abandoned their town. Not totally, but it was everybody that ended up in the new town was from the old town. Oh, I understand. So, like, there was nobody just happened upon it. Like, they were all mm-hmm. there on purpose, right? Okay. okay. So, they were agriculturists and they were um, blacksmiths. So, they were used to like working the land and mm-hmm. building things and that sort of stuff. Um, and when their crops and stuff weren't doing good in Switzerland, they sent these two guys out to check it out. And their names were Durist, Mr. Durist, and Mr. Strife. They had a very arduous journey Mm -hmm. to get to the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they finally settled in on a two-mile section along this river in Wisconsin. That's where they were going to go. They were down in Missouri for a while in Illinois, Mm -hmm. but they found this part of Wisconsin, and uh, they loved it. And that's where they set up shop. Mm -hmm. So then they decided that they needed to, you know, as you do, you've got this, the area set up, okay, bring the people. Now we've got the land, we bought all the land, we've mm-hmm. got the stuff. This is this is kind of the part where I thought was kind of cool. So they sent uh, a like a shipload with a p, shipload of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they paid the people on the boat to like, all right, we need to go to New York City. We've got people waiting for us to take us to our new town and they're like, cool. But they weren't. They were naughty guys, and uh, mm. they said, "Okay, well, actually, we're going to take you to Baltimore, 
And unless you have any more money, then we're going to leave you in Baltimore. Oh. So that's what they did. <laughs> Left him in Baltimore. <laughs> and this is the 1840s, man. So like, you can't just call mom and be like, hey, I'm done at the movie theater at the mall. Come get me. Yep. Like, they don't work that way. Yep. So they have to go from Baltimore. They end up in St. Louis. And then they get to, where was it? I wrote it down because I, I want to make sure I got the time, towns right. Galena, Illinois. Okay. Got on a steamboat. Went up there and then got a little bit further up and somewhere into um, Wisconsin. Okay. On the way, they heard rumors that the two dudes that set up the town had died. Oh. So they're like, we don't even know where we're going. We don't know if these people are alive or like what's happening. We're not sure. Um, so they get to this place where they stop overnight, basically, and they didn't find out that the guys are in fact alive and they're waiting for them. Okay. Uh, come on, you know, we're, we, where are you? You're supposed to be in New York. What happened? Right. Um, so 18 guys out of the party walk from where they were staying. They walk 62 miles <laughs> to get to the town, New Glarus. What? And they show up and then they send carts and stuff to get everybody else. Yep. Um, and the whole trip from when they left Switzerland to when they got to New Glarus was four months and five days. Jeez. 108 people made it, and three people died. Yeah. From dysentery. Probably. Yep. Didn't have the cherry juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we talked about last week was the uh, Lewis and Clark, and the yeah. one, only the one guy died. Yep. So this one was just halfway across the country, and they weren't like you mm. know trying to find stuff. They were just trying to get there, They're and three to get people there. died. Yeah. So that was, we're, I thought that was crazy. Uh, what uh, guys' names? Mifflin and Dunder? Were they back in New York still? <laughs> no, they were, they were there waiting so they for made, them. Okay, they made it back too. Durst and Strife, yeah. So they made it. And then um, the town was, like I said, it was named after Glarus in Switzerland. And it was, let's see, I think instantly pretty much set up to be an agricultural thing. Okay. Um, they bought a bunch of cows, cattle. They mm-hmm. just bought them for like 12 bucks a head, which back then is pretty cheap and it still would be cheap too. Mm-hmm. They started making cheese because that's what you did in Switzerland. Ah. And they started um, a dairy process okay. and became the epicenter of cheese in the United States. So you were talking about how you could eat some Wisconsin cheese. Well, yep. that's basically why. Because ah. all these people from Switzerland came there, and that's what they knew how to do. Huh. They set up the first cheese factories in the United States. And they had, like, 22 of them at one time, like, in New Glarus and around the area. In the United States? Yeah. Oh. And there's one that's left, and it, they make Limburger cheese, mm. which I feel like is stinky. Stinky, yeah. There's only one of these factories in the whole United States, and it's in New Glarus. Oh. Still to this day. Hmm. But they also had um, anything to do with dairy, cheese, cattle, that sort of stuff. Like, that's where the market was. That's where, okay. From what I could tell, the town itself now is like less than 3,000 people, maybe 2,100 or so. Mm -hmm. It's like who lives there. Um, Back in the day, in the 1890s to 1910s, they were trying to get um, people to come and and see their town. And then even up into the 40s, even all the way to the 60s, I guess I should say, they would have people um, selling the town on its look and appeal to like the Switzerland vibe. So it's almost like if you would go to a theme park and you see how all the buildings are supposed to be, or like in Orlando or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, this is a Switzerland area. Well, the whole town looks like that. So it's like Swiss architecture, Swiss food, Swiss um, flowers, Swiss, Mm. everything is Switzerland, but it's just a town in Wisconsin and that's still how it is to this day. Hmm. So it's like you're in a different country when you're in this town. They had, they spoke Swiss 
slash German language. Okay. Um, in 1905, they want, they pushed through a thing, an ordinance that said, if you have Limburger cheese and you owe a debt, you can pay it with cheese. It was money. Cheese was money in New Glarus, Wisconsin. That should just be uh, like a law. I think it should be now. Yeah. Be like, oh, oh, and the other thing that's from this town? Mm-hmm. Jack Link's. Beef jerky fans. The beef snacks? jerky? Yeah. They're now, from this. For real? Yeah, they're the biggest employer in the town. So New Glarus and Jack Links are both in mm-hmm. New Glarus, yeah. Wisconsin. Yep. And there's only like 20-some hundred people in that town. Yeah, 2,100. And the, the biggest employer only employs like 250 people. That's that wow. place. So yeah. you, you do one of three things if you live in town, right? So you work for New Glarus, you work for Jack Links, or you run a, a little roadside place selling cherry juice. Probably and that's, cheese. That's probably what you, they cheese. have some of the still the the most varieties. I don't know if that's a term, but different kinds of cheese. This mm-hmm. is like the still the place in the United States to go if you want to try like a whole bunch of different like artisanal cheeses, mm. uh, award winning cheeses. Mm-hmm. This brewery employs the same uh, amount of people as the bank in town, which said between like forty <laughs> and fifty people is what I could find. Awesome. So that's what I know. About it, I want to go there because I want to see these buildings, and eat the food, and and drink the beer. I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna map it here in a second. I want to see how how long it would yeah. take us to get up there. I'm gonna. What does it take to get to Madison? Probably not much. Probably six, five, six seven, hours, maybe. I don't maybe know. Seven. Depends on how you drive. I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. If Dolan's driving, then we'd be there in like four. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe we'd probably drive right past it. Possibly. Yeah, we'd overshoot it by. We'd be in Canada. A. So, uh, yeah, here's what I found. So, New Glarus, speaking of employees, uh, New Glarus employs about 90 people today. Oh, there we go. So, yeah. they've, they've done a little hiring. Good. Um, they, uh, super interesting, it, just in addition to how they were, how they started, um, and keep in mind, this is all Wikipedia. I don't know if this is necessarily mm-hmm. true or not, but uh, the brewery began in an abandoned warehouse, which is true. I, I did see that. That was true. Um, and the story of how she got to the abandoned warehouse, and she actually s- bought the warehouse from the guy that owned it for shares in the brewery that didn't even exist yet. Like, okay. He was just like, "Yeah, you want to start this? That's fine. I don't need any money. Just give me, uh, just give me shares of the brewery or whatever." So mm. this dude's swimming in it now. So it's like the guy that painted Facebook. Have you heard of that guy? No. So there was a guy that like paint, kind of like what we have, that painted some murals in their main office building. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have any money to pay him, so he was just like, I'll just take some. They gave him some stock. Oh, my gosh. And he ended up with, like, $600 million or something by the time he was, like, 24. Yep. And now all he does is, like, goes around the world and, like, uh, videotapes himself um, just doing crazy stuff, like stunts, like surfing, and, like, just <laughs> adv- – he's basically an adventurer now, like a professional adventurer, and uh, does, like, some graffiti teaching and, and stuff like that. But he got super rich just from – painting the wall just at Facebook. He needed a job. No, and they just he was good at it and they they hired him and they gave him stock instead. Right Pretty place, sweet. right time. Right? Exactly. Right. Good work. Um uh Dan Carey, who was the husband, uh, acquired copper kettles from a brewery in G- in Germany that was supposed to be demolished and when he talked to the brewmaster there in Germany about what they were going to do, uh, the guy sold him an estimated value of 1 million dollars worth of brew kettles for scrap value at $24,000. He wow. just wanted to. He just wanted it to keep making beer. That's awesome. And so what he sold deal. it. Yeah, it probably like saved their business. We didn't really think about it. Yes, all that extra money they didn't have to spend. Yep, 
Exactly. Because sure. they had like they they started with forty thousand dollars. The video said it started with forty thousand. They were up and running in like three months. They like they they broke ground and, and started building in July, and they had beer in September. So you know what that reminds me of something that I read about this town was when the people about no I think they. Two years after they got into New Glarus in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, the people from Glarus, Switzerland, had loaned them money to like buy stuff, equipment, and, and things. So they've loaned them $1,000 okay. so they could buy all their tools and farming equipment and stuff. And they had to pay interest on it. So they paid it off a couple years later, paid the money back. And then like five years later, there was a huge fire in Switzerland, in Glarus. Mm-hmm. And then like five years after that, there was a huge like earth mudslide and killed like 400 people. Um, between those two things and the people in New Glarus sent all the money they had back back home so like they kept feeding money but even though they were basically starving like all the people there was 12 families in one house the first winter that they were there and then five years later they're given all the money that they made allegedly not Limburger cheese I don't know and sent it back to Switzerland to help the motherland wow for their for their things so kind of pays itself back i guess so loyalty and and that type of thing is big yeah and just like you know somebody took it in the shorts a little bit you know they could have made a lot of money selling that stuff but they the guy didn't you know for some reason so that i think that's kind of cool yeah uh so then let's see i skipped around here just a little bit just because we got into it it's the so the the wisconsin belgian red this one we're drinking right now Uh they call it a fruity belgian lambic style ale brewed with the cherries that you had talked about um one, has won awards in beer competitions all around the world, has ranked in the 100th percentile, the highest possible ranking. Well, there's my answer yeah. right there. Yeah. God damn. Going to be a five. Your first one. Probably. First one. Among critical beer drinkers at ratebeer.com. So, and yeah. So we'll see how that is now that Budweiser owns all of ratebeer.com. Yeah. So if you're on ratebeer.com, I would suggest Untapped. Yeah. How's Try that, that out. They're not size. owned by the evil empire. Um, the other, so they brew five beers year round. Spotted Cow being the the most popular like flagship, I guess. That's, flagship beers, yes. That's what I always think of. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is Spotted Cow? Is Spotted Cow? Yeah. yeah. And then, so there's a story. If you watch the video, there's a story of uh, he, this old timer comes into the brewery after they started producing Spotted Cow, and he's just pissed. He's mad. It's like when I drank back in my day. Beers were called Schlitz and yeah. and stores and uh, yeah. you know or whatever. Yeah. What is this Spotted Cow or whatever? And he's like, and so Dan Carey's like, what's a Budweiser? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he, then he get him. Did he sell him on it? Or uh, did the guy yeah. just still be mad and I'm walked gonna, out? I'm gonna guess he still drank it. He probably still drank it. <laughs> That's oh. good. Yeah. So it, it, one of the other, uh, not their flagship, their seasonal. There we go. Their seasonals is the Staghorn Oktoberfest. I just had that last week. Actually, I had one bottle. I I would could argue it's the best Oktoberfest I've ever had. I see a theme here with this brewery with you. Weird. Wow. What? It was a really good one. Very malty. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that one. I really, really liked it. In fact, there's one on Seitner's desk still that uh, might... Maybe that's where I got it from. Maybe. I, I was Not gonna... his desk. And I think he may... somebody gave it to me, but maybe they gave him one. Well, I was think you? Julie brought us a lot oh, of yeah. New Glarus when she that came back. That must have been where I got it. That's probably where you got God, it. God, that was good, too. It was good. So... Here's the interesting part. Only distributed in Wisconsin. You cannot get it anywhere else. That is so true. In fact, it says right on there, only in Wisconsin. So not unlike the Limburger cheese in 1905 there, if you you have friends in Nebraska Mm -hmm. that like beer and you have spotted cow, you're like the coolest at the party. Like they want to have it. They Mm got to have it. 
I always have some at my house just you, in case. And you can trade it for other good stuff. Exactly. Like it is currency. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Or social currency. You're the guy that has a spotted cow 12 pack. Yep. Or a mix pack, even better. Oh, even better. Like yeah. the raspberry tart that mm-hmm. they had that yep. Diane drank here in the office that yeah. I'll I'll remember forever. <laughs> she will too. Yeah. She felt bad about that. Mm, that one was delicious. After she drank it, she That's felt right. bad. Wow, there is a weird pattern here, isn't mm-hmm. there? We need to go to Wisconsin. We gotta get there, yeah. We have a lot of hospitals in Wisconsin. A lot. Yeah. Mark Stock, the client manager for uh for for almost all of Wisconsin has a, a good chunk of his desk in that state. Are you ready for this? This is like the best transition and tie-in that we've ever had on a podcast. Hit me. Mark Stock. What's he into? Same with you. Comic books. Comic books. Yep. Guess what? There's a guy named Jody Sampson. He's from New Glarus. Okay. You don't know his name, but you know his work. You know what he used to do? Okay. He used to make knives and swords used in movies. All right. So he made knives and swords that were in Conan. Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. He made them for Zorro. He made them for Blade. He made them for Batman and Robin. And Batman, what's the one after that with the... Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yep. He made those. He's from that town. Really? They were all screen-used swords, and he lived there. Uh, and he, and he, one of those guys that died doing what he loved, he yep. died in his shop. In his blacksmith shop. Yep. Working. Found him in there. God bless him. He's been gone about 10 years now, but he was like a major... Replica hmm. and uh, screen-used cutlery. Is that a term? Cutlery, yes. Yes. Yeah. Maker. Sure. And, he's, and he's from this town. I'll be damned. And I threw that in there just for you. Just in case. And just there, look at what we got. That's awesome. Oh, man. That's what an episode. This, this is great beer. It's elevating everything right now. It'll never get better than this. Next week episode Actually, you know is... what would be better? Okay. If these other three people were looking like they were having fun. Mm. Look at this. They're all no. just like... Oh, They're not what? drinking this delicious beer. That's, That's true. the problem. Doesn't it's... Just talking about it doesn't make them feel good? No. Huh. No. Could... Weird. Yes. Exactly. Oh, well. Yeah. We tried. Well, I mean, it did as good as I can do. One of them's in AA. The other one is pregnant. And the other one I don't think is old enough to drink. So okay. I, I don't think... I don't... So we're doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We should drink it all. We're drinking it all. All right. I'll remember that on every episode from now on. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> So it, the last thing I was kind of, that was kind of funny kind of goes with that uh, uh, only in Wisconsin thing. So they they did uh, distribute down to Illinois for a while, and uh, Deborah just couldn't take going to going to Chicago. Just didn't like it. Didn't like the people like there. The drive and all that. Didn't stuff. like the drive. Didn't like. And so she called the distributors and said, "That's it. We're out. We're not. If, we're not distributing to Illinois I mean, anymore." If you're a- in from a town of 2,000 people, you probably don't like to go to Chicago. You know what I mean? Right. You're living in New Glarus on purpose. Mm-hmm. I would think. I don't. I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah, she hated it. And so the distributors were all pissed off at her or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, this is what we want to do. And this is how we're going to do it. Um, there was a bar in uh, New York that got busted at, for selling Spotted Cow. Really? So a guy. Like blackmailed them? Or, yes. Or like black market? Black market, they're selling Spotted Cow. So dude drives to Wisconsin and gets 50 cases, drives it back to New York, and is selling it at his bar. And somebody finds out about it, and they raid his bar, and they confiscate all of the Spotted Cow. Okay, Dolan, you ready for this? Oh, This is not unlike the, the uh, whole theme of the movie, Smoking the Bandit. It kind of is. Except it's Coors. Mm. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what he's got? Isn't he got Coors? Is it Coors that he's that he's Because you can't get it. You can't get it. Back then, it was like only in Colorado or whatever. That's right. It so was... they're like trying to get it on the, this side of the Mississippi River. Yep. That's a movie. Don't want the old movie. Smoking the Bandit. Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yep. You'll love it. 
What was the What was the uh, cop's name? What was his name? Uh, his real name? Yeah. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason, yeah. There you go. What was his name in the movie? I don't remember. Sheriff. Something or other. Roscoe P. Coltrane? No. No. That's Dukes of Hazard. Oh, That's shit. a fun one to say, though. Yes, one. Yeah. What was his, What was Roscoe's dog's name? <laughs> Come on. I don't know. Flash. Was it really? Come on, Flash. Well, I wonder why it was named Flash. I don't know. Flash. He was slow. He was slow. He was, uh, so it was one of those, like... Tall yeah. guy's name's Shorty or something, mm-hmm. one of those jokes. Yeah, yeah. Those are always fun. That's exactly right, so. All right. Man. We, we covered a lot of ground yes, here. Yes, we did. Holy cow. And I'm, we're going to finish off this one, so I, I, I think it's got to be a five. Yes. I'm embarrassed. I want someone to, like, videotape you putting a five putting on a five this. On yes. <laughs> Prove to everybody you did it. I feel like I lose a little bit of street cred no. by making it a five. Hey, if you love it. Let the world know. All right. That's what I think. All right. So if you are anywhere in Wisconsin and, uh, yeah, if you're anywhere on a contract, yeah. Wisconsin can't be that big, right? I mean, it's... Uh, I think it's kind of big, yeah. Well, I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know. Make the couple-hour drive. Yeah, I mean, it's... Hours. Yeah. A couple hours. Yeah, you can do I'm it. I'm sure there's lots of hotels and stuff around there or whatever. Did we ever say what the ABV is on this? Um, it didn't, Did we know? It didn't say on the bottle. Let's let's look on Untapped real quick and see. I can't think it's very high. I don't. I doubt it. Um, I'd almost say it's like five point seven. That'd be my guess. It, uh, why does it not say? It doesn't say. You know what? There's a lot of people that have ranked as a five. As I, I'm scrolling through, it doesn't say. It it doesn't. Okay. I don't know where. We'll have to do yeah. some more research we'll on to, that. Yeah. Let's. Mm, no, there's the brewery. So okay, I don't feel as bad. There are some people that have a lot of reviews on here that have ranked it a five. Well, so. in about five minutes from now, there'll be another one. That'll be from me. Wow, two fives. You're right. We have no place to go now but down. So maybe this should be our last well, episode. Well, we can still ever. go up. We can just branch out. That's uh, all. I guess you okay. can stay at the top as long as you just move around a little bit. All right. All right. So by far the best beer we've ever done: New Glarus Wisconsin Belgian Red. I, there's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say. No. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>